Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. To the book of Luke, it's good to have you here tonight. If you're for the first time, we want you to know you're welcome. Welcome to those that are watching online. Um, I want to give a shout out, I've been wanting to do this, to Margie uh, in Alaska who watches all the time and Jim and, uh, and people that are up there maybe that we don't even know about. They are on every service. Uh, I know we've got some family of uh, Claudia in California that's watching. And uh, we just keep hearing of people that are watching in different places. And it's such a blessing to know that we're reaching people, amen, outside of even Denton, Texas. And uh, I've got a good word tonight that uh, just leads right off of what Brian said. We, we haven't talked since last week. I had no idea that he lost a friend uh, so tragically. How many know that's just tragic? Horrible. Amen. And, and I was thinking today as I was preparing this message for tonight that how the, one of the worst things that we can do in the world is be unprepared. How many know that's one of the worst things that you can do is to be unprepared for anything, but especially for death. Amen. And he says he was a believer, thank God. But how many know lots of people die and they are not prepared to die? They're not prepared to meet God. And I was just thinking about uh, whether it's going to work or it's coming to church or it's whatever you're doing, being unprepared is not a good quality as a Christian. Amen. Uh, today we were thinking possibly that we were going to uh, get our grandbaby born. Kristen went in to the hospital and they were going to keep her and they were going to induce her into labor and then it ended up changing there were too too many babies were being born and so they had to send her home I know lots of moms have had that uh, horrible uh, situation happen where you're excited scared and ready and then they tell you you're going to go home and then you got to do that all over again I can only imagine the emotions that she's having but they sent her home and they're going to do try to do it later this week but on that note, every day for the last month, my wife has had a backpack in her car with clothes and all the stuff ready for that baby. So as soon as she gets the call, she's ready to get in the car and go. Amen? And that's what being prepared is, having things ready for the unexpected. And I want to talk tonight about being dressed and ready. Amen? Being dressed and ready. You know, Wednesday nights and Sundays and coming to church are great rehearsals. This is really, if we don't realize it, church, the way God intended church is a dress rehearsal. Everything that we do in church services is getting us ready for heaven. Amen? Can I get an amen there? Amen. We're going to spend eternity worshiping God. And Pastor Paul did a great job this past weekend on the second service. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it about praise and, we, and I preached on that a couple months ago, that, you know, we're, we're practicing for heaven, and if you don't get it right here, you're going to have to catch up when you get to heaven. You know, we're going to worship, we're going to lift our hands, we're going to clap, we're going to shout, we're going to praise God, and so we're getting prepared. Every time we come to church on a Sunday or a Wednesday, we're preparing ourselves. We're getting ourselves prepared to go back out to the streets in our jobs, in our schools, to preach the gospel and to witness. Amen? And so as we think about this, as, as my wife has that backpack ready for that birth of that baby, it's so similar to the return of Jesus Christ. That we know that we're seeing the birth pains tonight, and this is partly a return of Christ's rapture message, but it's not just that. It's just being ready. Being ready for anything. Being ready to witness, being ready to pray with somebody, being ready to give your testimony, amen? Being ready to do whatever, at any moment, just being ready to serve. How many know we need to be ready to serve? And so I just want to kind of talk about that tonight and uh, open up our hearts. Father, anoint your word for just a few minutes on this Wednesday night. Thank you for allowing us to get here. It's a privilege and an honor. You got us here safely. Many people would love to be in church tonight, and they're not, Father. And I just pray that you touch them. Also pray for my dad tonight, Lord, that's in the hospital for nothing serious, thank God, but I ask you to touch him right now. And Lord, many other people that are in, in places like jail or the hospital, and they would love to be in church. They would love to be sitting in a, in a chair listening to the Word of God. Father, go forth with your power and your anointing, Lord, and move powerfully and touch our hearts as we receive this Word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? 
Amen, amen. Now, uh, you can ask me later if you want to know about Pastor Andrews, but it's nothing serious. It's something he's been having to wait for, and so they're going to take care of him tonight or tomorrow, and God's going to move. Just pray for him that everything will go well. Amen? So write this down if you're taking notes. Success, how many want to be successful? I'm not talking about business, as a husband, as a wife, as a soul winner, as a disciple, whatever it is. We should, we should want to be successful, okay? The only thing we should not want to be successful at is failure. Some people are successfully, fail, successfully failures, right? Is that true? Some people are just successful at failing. I don't want to be that. How many want to be successful in the good side? Amen? Success is where preparation and opportunity meet together. So opportunities are always there, but a lot of times people don't become successful in something is because they're not preparing for the opportunity. The opportunity is going to come. How many know opportunities come? All the time, opportunities come. Opportunities come all the time to witness. All the time. They're, they're there every day, but if we're not prepared, then we, don't, we miss out on the opportunity to witness. Opportunities happen all the time to serve somebody else. But if we're not prepared, then we're not going to serve. So just think about that as you go through this message. There's always opportunities, but success is where preparation and opportunity meet together. I want to look at a story in Luke chapter 12, verses 35 to 40. And this is such a powerful story that is specifically for the rapture and the return of Christ. But this is also, again, for all the readiness that we need to have in our lives. So let's pick this up, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. It says, Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast and how many know that's where we're at tonight in bible prophecy that's where we're at we're waiting for jesus to return for us he's preparing a place for us then you will be ready say ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks today i went to uh to get down to the um hospital to get my daughter's uh keys to go back to her house to pick up her vehicle to take her vehicle back down to the hospital and i went into their house i have the key the code and i and i noticed how the 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 the, the uh, where's the baby go what's it called thank you the crib I noticed the crib was right there by the bed, and she had her bag in the, in the vehicle, but my wife picked her up this morning to take her to the doctor's appointment, so even though, she was, even though you can be prepared sometimes, your stuff can be in the wrong place, amen, and I just noticed how everything's ready for that baby. Everything in the house is waiting for that baby to come. Church, that's exactly how we should be with the return of Jesus Christ, because again, this is just, there's no greater example than a pregnant woman for the return of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible talks about the labor pains, and as the labor pains get heavier, you get closer and closer. And here's an interesting thing. At this moment, my daughter is not having any labor pains. She wants the baby out like three weeks ago. She's so ready to be, uh, have the baby in her hands. I know that that's most women, amen? No one's sitting around going, oh, this is so fun, I'm sure. Let me wait a little longer. But it, there's really not a lot of labor pains that are visible. But how many know that baby's going to come out? That baby's going to come out soon, and it, it won't go p past that due date. And if it does, it won't be long because they'll induce. And they'll, so that's where we're at in the world right now. And I, and I promise that's not even my intention too much to speak about. We, we don't have to even have too much wisdom tonight to understand what we're seeing in the world. This is this. I've preached lots of messages like that. I'm not trying to go that direction tonight to spend too much time on it. But to see a pregnant woman waiting for her child to come and being ready, having that bag ready, having everything in line, having all their ducks in a row is exactly how Jesus wants us to live our lives every single day. And that man, that coach that woke up Monday morning, with the plans of watching that game, he had plans to wake up Tuesday morning. Nobody goes to sleep in the, at night and, and says, you know what, I don't think I'm going to wake up in the morning. But it happens. And we have to be prepared every single day. We have to be dressed and ready. How many are with me? 
So it says, then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I, I always think, I'm going to stop here just for a second, of, of when it says there back, back in that verse before, then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. I think the greatest example that I can think of, and I'm sure there's, you could probably think of a better one, but the greatest example is when, when somebody calls you early in the morning, really early, and you're not awake, but you're supposed to be up. And somebody calls you, and you try to answer the phone with the I'm awake and I've been awake for a while voice. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because if you answer the phone waking up, they're going to know you're not awake. So I know I've done this, and maybe you've done this. You see the phone, you see the person. <clears throat> Hello? Right? That's, a, that's the picture that I see. We don't, we don't want to be like that when Jesus comes. We want to be ready. You want to see that phone ring, and it's early, and, and you answer, like, I, I've been up for hours. And you have, because you're prepared and you're ready. That's, the, that's what Jesus is looking for. So the servants who are ready, are, verse 37, are waiting for his return. And here's the awesome thing. They will be rewarded. So there's a reward for being ready. And as a matter of fact, there's actually a crown for those, the Bible says, who love his appearing. Some people are going to be caught off guard. They're saved. They believe in Jesus Christ. They're, 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 they're ready spiritually. But there's a reward for those who are watching and ready and waiting. And, and, and here's the word, expecting Jesus to come back. Like every day they wake up, they say, Lord, today could be the day. Just like we're waking up every day today, this week, saying, today could be the day we're going to meet our new grandbaby. That's what we're, that anticipation is the anticipation that God is looking for in our lives, that we wake up and say, Lord, today could be the day that I go home. I got to be ready. Today could be the day that you come back. I got to be ready. Today could be the day that I'm going to be challenged by the devil. I got to be ready. Today could be the day that I'm going to have an opportunity to witness to somebody. I got to be ready. Whatever it is, we got to be ready. And then it says, I tell you the truth, he himself. Now, I just got to, and I had, had no plans on staying here, for, but this is so powerful. I, I have read this parable so many times, and, I, and you may have too. I heard this guy had a vision. This is something that's so amazing about the Holy Spirit. I heard this guy had a vision of heaven. I want to take the verse down for a second. And he, and he got to heaven, and all the tables were there, like the banquet, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And everybody's eating, and this this the most amazing food you could ever imagine in your life. And everybody's eating, and, 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 and this guy's sitting at the table, and he starts to, he's, I believe this is what I would do too, even though I love food. I would be eating, but he, he starts to look around, and he starts to say, where's Jesus? Is anybody else, is anybody else going to be like that? I mean, this food is amazing, but where's Jesus? And he sees these, this man walking around and serving the tables and, 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 and he sees servants all over the place serving people and people are eating more and everybody's having an amazing time and this is what we've been waiting for and looking for and, and he gets to this place where he's, he just starts to get up and walk around and he's looking and he doesn't see Jesus anywhere and he's thinking, what is going on here? And he finally asks somebody, where's Jesus? And they said, he's over there. And they pointed, and go back, back to that verse again, if you would. Put that verse back up. And look what the Bible says Jesus was doing. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. Jesus was serving them in this vision, and the guy walking around with the apron not sitting on a throne looking down and saying, worship me, was Jesus with the apron on. Amen. And you, you might hear somebody 
have that vision and think, man, that's kind of crazy, but it's in the Bible. It's in this parable. And Jesus is saying, I tell you the truth, He will put an apron on and serve them as they sit and eat because that's the picture of the Jesus we serve. Jesus actually said in His own words, I did not come to be, to be served, I came to serve. So one, I would tell you tonight that one of the best positions you can be in in your life is in a position of serving. Dressed and ready is ready to serve. Now how many know that's contrary to our flesh? Because we like to be served. But Jesus is telling us that if you want to be in a position of being ready, then you need to be in a position of serving. How many are still here? And then it says he may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn. So it could be in the morning, could be at night. But whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are what? Dressed and ready. Amen. I'm preaching better than your amen, but that's okay. I know you're probably worn out from the weekend. Amen. 39. Understand this. Here's another angle. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready every once in a while. Or most of the time. How, how often should we be ready? All the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. So we don't know when He's coming, so we can't take a day off or take a moment off. We've got to be ready all the time. We've got to have that bag sitting by us at the chair, in the car, everywhere, ready to go. Here's a few word pictures that Jesus gives us to go over what we just read. I'm just reiterating what we just read. Number one, He says, "...be ready for His return." He says, be dressed in readiness. Now, this is an interesting thing, dress. And, and this is my take, personally. This, when, when you look around and you see how we dress here as leaders, it's not that we believe that God loves us more because we dress up for church than someone who just comes in shorts and a shirt. It's not that. It's being dressed for success. It's, it's coming in with an attitude of how I dress has to do with the thoughts, stay with me on this, the thoughts and the preparation that I had to come to church. A lot of people have a problem with dress attire in a church. They have a lot, a lot of people say, well, how do they, one of the questions you'll get when you invite somebody is say, how do people dress there? And I say they, some people come in shorts, some people come in a suit. They don't know I'm one of the ones in a suit because I don't tell them the pastor some come in shorts, come, some come, come in a suit. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's the readiness, and stay with me on this thought, that if when we come to church, we have thought a little bit about coming to church. Am I hitting a nerve here? or Come on. We've put some thought into it. It wasn't, oh, it's 6 o'clock, let me grab the keys. Oh, I'm, no, well, this is what I'm wearing. i got to go. We've put some thought into the service. We've put some thought into it. It's Wednesday night or it's Sunday morning. And we thought about it. And so there's something that we're, we're dressing a certain way so that we can carry ourselves in a way that this service is, is not just important, but it's more important than the wedding I went to. Oh, y'all ain't here. It's more important than the birthday party I went to or the prom that you went to. Or whatever event that you get dressed up or the funeral that you went for. I believe that when we come into the house of God, we should dress our best. Now, everybody's best is different. But if you know us in this church, we know how to dress from the thrift store. This is thrift store. 90% of my clothes that you see me up here looking nice in is thrift store. And most of the guys and ladies in this church, now I can't speak as much for the ladies as I can for the guys, but we disciple the guys to go to the thrift store and get nice name brand stuff for five bucks. This is, this is, does that, does that stuff, does Foley still exist? I, <laughs> but Claiborne does, right? I think Foley's was before Macy's. 
because Macy's are starting to close now. So this is a Claiborne exclusively made by Foley's. So that tells you how old this jacket is, for one. But it's nice and pretty, but it's thrift store. But I want to look nice when I go to the house. But not as much as what the clothes is. It's the preparation, and I'm dressing myself for something. Because the contrary is, and I'm going to hit a nerve here, the contrary is if you don't dress for church, then you look like the people at Walmart. Isn't that a stigma? No one wants to dress like that. You go to Walmart and you, you see them with the pajamas on. You see them with the slippers on. Come on, are you all listening? Are you, are you trying to try? So like, oh, I got to go to Walmart real quick because we're out of milk. So you're dressed that way because you went to Walmart. We shouldn't come to church like we went to Walmart. Are you all following me what dressed and ready means? It means I'm preparing myself for the next day. I'm thinking ahead a little bit. Because this is a place that's important to me. And, and more than specifically what you put on, are you thinking about it the day before? Tomorrow's Wednesday. It's church night. Just like you would think about a date or you'd think about going to a special place. Because how many know there's, I can't think of a more special place than this. Than the Lord's house. Can I get a better amen? I'll move on if you give me a better amen. Amen. Dressed in readiness. And so they're, they're, what he's saying in the Bible in this part of the story is this. In, in the older version, the New King James Version, a little harder to understand sometimes, is let your loins be girded. Because in those days, they were, they were wearing the long clothes, and so they had to have them up and ready to be able to run. If they didn't have their, their, clothes, their clothes loined and girded, I know it's, that's, that's why I'm changing it to New, New Living Translation, because none of us have said, hey, you got your loins girded today? I mean, right? We don't say that. You say, do you have your pants pressed? Amen. But the idea is that you're ready in any moment that if I got to run, I'm ready. I got, I got my hand ready to pull them up and run. And that's what Jesus is saying. How many with me? So the verb there indicates a state of readiness for any action at any moment. 2 Timothy 4.2 says this. Paul commands Timothy to be ready in season and out of season. I, I've quoted this verse for 30 years. I learned it at a young age being saved, and I learned it by being put to the fire. If I could have got up here tonight I, and, and, and had the time to not change what Brian said at the offering, I would have done, I would have done something, but I, I changed it because of what Brian said and, and kind of went in a different direction with his friend out of respect for that. But I could have got up and said, open your Bibles because Dwayne is going to preach tonight. Dwayne's got a message for us. And, and Dwayne would have had to get up and come up here and preach a message. All right, I said, open up your Bibles tonight because Tito's going to come preach a message to us tonight. And Tito would have had been ready. Can you know why I'm saying that? Because when I first got saved and Carl was my witness, the pastor I got sa- discipled under would get up sometimes and say, Blake's preaching tonight as he was at the pulpit. God is my witness. And my wife is my witness. And I had to be ready. I always tell the guys, always have a message ready. Always have a message ready. I called Pastor Mario today or texted him and said, hey, baby might come today. Can you preach tonight if I need it? He said, he didn't say, I don't have anything ready. He didn't say, I'm not ready. Call somebody else. He said, I'm ready. You need me to preach tonight? I'm ready. That's, that's what you need. You've got to be ready. That's what he's saying. Be ready when you're ready and be ready when you don't think you're ready. My papa would do the same thing to me over here at Lindsay Street, and my cousin Kendra will remember this. I'd just be sitting there with my notebook ready to take notes for the sermon, and my papa would just stand up in the service, and you know, my papa was a very dignified, godly man, dressed to the nines. So he stood up. You're going to say, Pastor was going to say, hey, what, what would you like, Mr. Andrews? And he would say, and my, my wife's my witness on this too, I think Blake should sing the old rugged cross. <laughs> Am I lying? I'm notebook ready to take notes. How about, you talk about being ready in season and out. You think I'm going to tell my papo no? Do you remember that? You know, remember that? God bless you for not having to remember that. Because I sure do. 
And I'd get up and thank God there was a hymnal. Because I sure didn't know the words. I mean, I knew the chorus. And I'd have to sing the whole song right there, just like that. And then I'd get done and he'd stand up again. This is my grandson, whom I'm well pleased. And then the preacher would preach. Anybody want to sing tonight? Anybody got a song? <laughs> David Quintanilla says he's got a song over there. Amen. Uh, several of our guys in the church have their own businesses. Or their own, as Brian said, their own, uh, I forgot the word he used. Uh, what was the word you used for your program? Which is his own business. And sometimes guys will show up for a service on a Wednesday night and they don't have their clothes. And I'll tell them, hey, the night before, you got to get your clothes ready for Wednesday night. Put them in your car. And I'm not saying that just because I want to be mean. I'm saying that because that's what I had to do when I had my own business when I started in the church way back in the day. And I'd have to think the night before I'm going to work tomorrow and I'm going to have work clothes on, but I'm not going to have time to go home. So I'm going to get some clothes together the night before and I'm going to put them nicely ironed inside my truck. And so when I get to church, I'm going to do a little sponge bath and I'm going to clean off and I'm going to put my church clothes on and I'm going to be ready. Are you this is good discipleship. It's not just fly by the seat of your pants. It's be ready at all times. It's be ready because if, if, if one person can't do it, then the next person's got to be ready. And if that person can't do it, then somebody else has got to be ready. And so we can't take a night off of God tonight as an usher or whatever. Somebody, Thank God we have a lot of workers, but if somebody can't show up, you've got to be ready to step in. And what if I asked you to preach tonight and you had your pajamas on? Amen. So the word translated ready from the Greek means this, to stand. I'm ready. I'm not sitting down. I'm, 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 like, the, I'm like the guy on the bench looking down at Coach Brian. When he looks down the bench, can't stick, you can't do that, though, because you won't get put in, but you can... You can look ready, can be stretched, and trust me, I've, I've done both. I've been the starter most of my life, but then near the end of my career in basketball, I just was in, put in to hit threes, and so I sat on the bench more, and I had to be ready at any moment to get put in. And those people who get put in, they don't have time to go warm up. They don't have time to get out there and shoot around. You just got to be ready. Amen. Y'all following me? So it says, standing by, always on duty, ready to go. So it means, in the connotation of its original language, this is what it means. It means that we're ready at any moment to assist and do what needs to be done. Or in other words, fill in. So imagine right now, if I just looked around and I just called on somebody right now, if I just looked around and everybody's eyes are going away from me and not making contact with me. But if I just looked around and said, I want you to come up and just finish this message right now. What if I called on you right now? Amen, Braden. What if I called on you right now? Come up here and finish this message. Do the altar call. Amen. Have we seen enough altar calls? Have we seen enough finishings of service? Have we heard enough messages that we know what to do to step in? I just give, I just, how many know when you've seen something so many times, you can do it? I've been eating Subway sandwiches since high school. That's 30, 40 years. No, 30, 32 years. I could get behind the counter at any Subway and make a sandwich. I could just walk in, put the gloves on, and make any sandwich because I've, I've eaten Subway so many times in my life. How many are following what I'm saying? And sometimes when you've seen somebody do so many do something so many times, you're thinking, man, you're not doing that right. You haven't been trained. You're not putting, you know the people that when you go to put the stuff on the sandwich, how many like when you go to Subway and you go to get a sandwich and they, they, they don't do this? They do this. You know, make the sandwich. Grab it and put it on there. Don't count the pickles. <laughs> Two, three, four. Put them on, you know. Amen. How many are with me? So when you see something enough, then you're, you should be ready. As Christians, so many of us have been saved for so long, we got to do more. we got to step in and be ready because we've seen it done enough times. That's discipleship. It's caught, not taught. Amen? So ready to witness, ready to serve, 
ready to pray with somebody. You can't tell somebody. Someone can't tell you at work, man, I got a, I got a bad situation at home. My, 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 my wife is sick or our marriage is bad or whatever the situation is. And you say, hey, I need to go pray and fast for a little bit. And next week I'll come back and minister to you. You got to be ready right there to say, can I pray with you right now? Can I pray with you right this minute and just pray? So ready all the time. Write this down. Opportunity does not waste time with those who are unprepared. Oppor- meaning opportunity will pass over the people who are not prepared. So how many know God, if you're not prepared, he'll pass over you to the next person. He'll use somebody else. Because has anybody been saved long enough to realize God's going to get his will done? We, some of us think that the gospel will stop if we don't serve. It will get preached. He'll use a donkey if he has to. He'll use anything, amen? But we got to understand, the opportunity is not always going to be there. So a lot of us need to stop saying no and start saying yes. Yes to the opportunity, amen? The second thing is, it says keep your lamps lit. Number one was to be ready and dressed ready. Number two, it says, I'm taking this out of the story we just read. Keep your lamps lit. This was written in a time when there was no electricity. And so they had to have a lamp lit all the time so that they could be ready if someone came over or if they needed to go to the bathroom or if they needed to do something. There was no electricity. There was no street lights. If they had to run out of their house and go somewhere, they needed a lamp. So that's what the Bible talks about with the parable of the virgins is having oil in our lamps, having our lamps on all the time. Church, that's the picture of a true church is a church that's ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And you hear me say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. A church that's ready for the return of Jesus Christ on Tuesday afternoon, on Thursday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning, on Saturday night at 7 o'clock at night. We're ready all the time, not just on Sunday morning. Right? Ready all the time. I don't know this for sure, but it's probably highly like unlikely Jesus is going to come back Sunday morning. I'm just saying. You never know, but the odds are against that. I'm going to say that. Because it says he's going to come when you least expect it. So I doubt he's going to come when everybody's prepared in the sense of it's Sunday morning. He wants us to be prepared all those other times. Okay? All the time. Ready. Prepared. And that, again, is the, what I said a few minutes ago, being expecting. I talked about coming to church and expecting something. You know what you get out of this service tonight? What you expected to get. They say, oh, that, that message wasn't that great, or that wasn't what I was expecting. Or you know what people get out of a church service? What they come expecting to get. Whatever your expectation is, is what you're going to get out of a service. If you come in here, it doesn't matter who preaches, doesn't matter what the message is about, if you come in here expecting God to move, God's going to move. If you come in here expecting God to speak to you, God's going to speak. You come in here expecting God to heal you, God's going to heal you. He is looking for people with a spirit of expectancy. There's a good quote to write down. Write this down. Preparation time is never wasted time. So if you're working on a sermon, or you're working on a way to witness to somebody, or you're working on praying for somebody, you're preparing the the salvation. Do you know when you're praying for somebody, you're preparing for their salvation? When they come forward in a church and get saved on Easter, or they get saved downtown at the square, or they get saved in your living room because you led them to the Lord there and realized they didn't have to come to church to get saved. Wherever that is, the prayer that you're doing for that family member is never wasted. So preparation time is never wasted. Every day when we get up in the morning, I hope, and we spend time in the presence of God, and we're praying, and how many know some days feel better than others? Some days feel like we're moving the mountains, and some days feel like the mountain's moving us. But you're praying. There's never a time that you're praying that you're wasting your time. Never. Preparation. Prayer is preparation. Because we're praying for something that we don't have. And so that this the third thing is a picture of those who are waiting. 
So we're ready. We're expecting. We've got our lights lit. And now we're waiting. But here's the problem. Some people get tired of waiting. Some people get impatient. Some people throw in the towel right before it's about to happen. And they quit. And they give up too early. And in the Bible terms of this parable, he's gone away at a feast. And it could be a day. Or it could be a week. They don't know how long it's going to be. They don't know when their master is going to return. But they got to be ready all the time. They have no idea when he's going to come, church. We don't know at when he's going to come. And listen, for someone who's been saved a long time, there's been a lot of times that any of us who've been saved a long time have said, it, this is it. And then when it's not it, we don't go, oh, forget it. Forget it then. I quit. I'm giving up. I'm not waiting no more. And some people do. Some people go back to their old lives. The Bible says some people go back to their vomit. Like a dog goes back to vomit. They go back to their old lives. And they're not going to be ready when Jesus comes back. They're going to be the ones that say, Lord, Lord. Because it doesn't matter what you did back then. It matters what you're doing when he comes. Amen. Are you still here? Here's a couple examples of that. So I begin to close. When you help someone, has anybody ever, ever helped somebody move? If you don't want to help anybody move, don't buy a truck. <laughs> Trucks are awesome. But it's also an automatic, I help people move <laughs> vehicle. Amen. Just kidding. But if you ever went to help somebody move, and you got to their house, and nothing's packed. And you're serving. You want to be a servant. But you didn't. They said, can you help me move? Not, can you help me pack? And you get there with the lift and the dollies and straps, and you're ready to sweat and drink water and eat pizza after. And there's nothing to lift because everything's on the floor boxes are everywhere and it's not packed that's not being ready amen was that a good example here's another one when you go to pick someone up somewhere could be their house or whatever and they're not ready to walk out the door you go to pick i'll pick you up at seven and you get there at seven and they're watching tv or they're finishing dinner or, or they forgot you were coming. Amen. Today we went to pick up, uh, was that today? Yeah, this morning. That was a long time ago. <laughs> went to pick up our grandson. And Landon was still at the house. He's usually gone by then. And he was ready with that grandson. He was dressed and ready. We grabbed him and walked out the door. Aren't you glad you were ready, son? <laughs> Could have been a different example. Amen. He's like, Phew. Amen. <laughs> sometimes we're ready and sometimes we're not. Amen. But how many know what I'm talking about? You, you got to get somewhere and they're not ready. Jesus is here. So here's the question. How will Jesus find us when he comes? Will we be ready? Will we be waiting? Will we have our backpack ready and our lamps on and an in anticipation that says, I knew you were coming today. Let's go. Waiting on the sidewalk. Don't even have to come in. Just scoop me up. Or will he walk in and find us asleep in the bedroom? Not even thinking about the fact that we're going somewhere. Come on. Dressed and ready. This is an attitude that we have to have. I thought about our safety team that we have in the church that some people don't even know we have. It's such a blessing because, you know, we have all these people running around killing people in churches. And God, and, and sad that we have to have it, but we have a safety team. We have people all over this church at the doors with things in their ears, and we have a, a great person in Josh Marshall who is a, who is a marshal and was a police officer, and he's, he's taken his time to put a team together, and all these guys have volunteered so that we can be safe in this church and know that there's people watching the parking lot, there's people watching your cars. There's people making sure someone crazy is not coming in to do something to your kids. And here's the interesting thing. 
They have trainings on Saturdays, often, and go through scenarios that hopefully will never happen. But you know what they're doing? They're preparing and they're ready in case something happens. That's the attitude. Some people, church, have already gone on to glory and are in heaven today. Like our dear Ed and Sue and Joyce that went to the Lord a few months ago. They were waiting for the return of Jesus. They've already graduated. But, but they didn't get to see the return of Christ. Some people aren't going to get to see it. But they were, until the day they died, they were waiting. And they were ready. And they had their lamps ready and their backpack ready. And that's what God is looking for. We, we, I don't believe this will happen, but unless you're the 35-year-old man who just dies of a heart attack tomorrow. And that's not to put fear in us. But we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. Amen? So for homework tonight, not for, I don't want to take this and read this tonight, but for homework, would you write down Ephesians 6, 11 to 18? It'd be good to read it in the New Living Translation. So take that for homework as the musicians come. And the last verse of this parable that we read tonight, Luke 12, 40, I'll read it again. It says, you too be ready. Look at the person next to you and say, let's be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Listen to this last quote. If you like quotes like I do, they help me remember things. Listen to this one. Opportunity doesn't make appointments. That's powerful. You have to be ready when it arrives. Jesus is not making an appointment with us when he comes back. He's not saying, because uh, how many know we'd be ready if we had an appointment? Maybe. <laughs> Some people aren't even ready for the appointments, but theoretically, we'd be ready. If you say, I'm coming April 9th at 6 p.m., any smart person would be ready. But opportunity does not make appointments. It just shows up. You got to be ready to take advantage of that opportunity the second it's placed in front of you. That person that's ripe, low-hanging fruit to be saved, that's pretty much almost begging you to tell them about Jesus, is put in front of you very rarely. And if you pass it up, you miss the opportunity. And you might not get that kind of opportunity again for a long time. Could be a business opportunity. Could be a witnessing opportunity could be an opportunity to serve could be an opportunity to answer a call whatever it is don't miss it let's stay ready let's have the same attitude and expectancy every day like we have coming into a revival because a preacher from the outside is coming and we're going to hear something different and we're going to hear a word from the Lord have that same expectancy every single day because the truth is tonight church some of us that are here tonight might not be here in a month. That's the truth. Tomorrow's not promised. So like I said a few weeks ago, it's not too late to get dressed and ready. And go home tonight spiritually and begin to prepare yourself for the return. Get your house in order. Listen to the Holy Spirit that tells you that thing, get rid of it. Those things, you don't need those. That attitude, lose it. Like Friday night said, that unforgiveness, forgive them. Whatever it is, Lord, speak to me. The end of that, that verse that you'll read for homework says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent. Father, tonight I thank you for this word that you have put in my heart to stay ready. Dressed and ready. Lord, I'm I've got that, that Ephesians 6 talks about putting on the full armor of God every day. Having our shoes on, our, our breastplate of righteousness on, the shield of faith up, God, every day getting dressed for success. I, Lord God, want to be with faith. You said in your word, who will have faith when you come? Who Will he find faith on the earth? Church, that's a question God asks. Will I find faith on the earth when I come? And I want to say, I can't say it for you, but I hope we can all say it together. Lord, you'll find it with me. Because I'm going to do my best to be dressed and ready for the return of Jesus. Lord, forgive us tonight. Wash us clean. Cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Prepare our hearts tonight. Lord, let us have some time, as Pastor Paul said all weekend at this altar, 
this place that's so important in our lives to make decisions, God. And as we're closing this out tonight, many are watching online. Many are listening to this on the podcast. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. The Bible says in Revelation that Jesus is knocking on the door. He's knocking and He won't knock forever. Tonight, if you're here, I'm not asking you how you were raised. I'm not asking you how you grew up. I'm not asking you if you were part of a church or not. I'm asking asking you one simple question. Are you ready to meet God? Are you ready to stand before the living God? What will you say to Him? As I said to that young man on Sunday morning when he said, I think I'll go to heaven because I'm a good person. It's wrong. It's not what the Bible says. Your goodness will not get you into heaven. Your great goodness will not get you into heaven. We're sinners. We need need salvation. If you're here tonight, this is the most important question. I'll get to everybody else in just a second. But if you're here tonight or you're watching online and you are not ready right this second to meet Jesus, tonight's your night. You're a sinner and He's a Savior. And He says, you cannot come into heaven to my Father unless you come through me. I'm the door. I'm knocking on the door of your life. Let me in, He says. Now you have the choice right now. You can open that, turn that knob and open it and let Him in or you can ignore His knock. You'll answer to God for that. But this preacher tonight is giving you an opportunity to open the door. Open the door tonight. How many could say tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to open the door. Just lift up your hand. I'll open the door to Jesus right now. I'll open it. He can come in. Just put it up. I see your hand. God bless you, sir. How many more? I'll open the door. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. I'll open the door. Jesus, come in. He's, he, here's the thing. Some people don't open the door because they think, if I open the door, he's going to see who I am. He's going to see my sin. He's going to see my dirty house. Well, here's the good news. He already saw your house. He knows everything about you. He knows all the things you've ever done. And the Bible says he died on the cross for those things. He paid a price on that cross. No one could pay. And tonight, the Bible says, all you have to do is believe. Jesus said, though you were dead, you will live. Because when we die one day and we breathe our last breath, we will stand before God. And the only way we can make heaven our home is to say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. That's being ready. How many more? Just a moment here. He's knocking. He's knocking, but he won't knock forever. If he doesn't hear the open door, he'll move on another door you don't you might not have a chance to hear the door knock again today may be your day how many more I can't see your hand online I can't see your hand on the audio but I believe the Holy Spirit speaking to some people right now and I believe you're saying pastor here I am and I see you through the spirit and online we're gonna pray with you in just a minute and you're gonna get saved tonight you're gonna be the Bible says born again all the things you've ever done wrong will be forgiven. I want to ask us to stand tonight all over this place. Dressed and ready. Dressed and ready. If you're here tonight and you meant business with God, this is the reason this... Ch- I told someone this week, I don't want to say their name for embarrassment, although when embarrassment, I say this all the time and I mean it. If we came to this city just for your family to preach the gospel, and just you got saved and nobody else did, it'd be worth it. Everyone individually. And that's the same with Jesus. If he came to this earth just to die for you, he would do it just for you. That's how much he loves you. The lights are on tonight. The bills are paid tonight. The sacrifice is made tonight. We came here tonight to make a place for you to feel where you can give your life to Jesus Christ and change. And you'll never be the same again. 
If you raised your hand and you meant that, you meant business with God, and you want to say a prayer with me tonight to change your life, I want you just to step out of your seat. Find that nearest aisle and just come down here real quick. Just step out and come down here. I want to pray with you tonight. Come on. You raised your hand. Come on. Come on. I saw several hands go up. Come on. Just step out and come on down here. Amen. Come on. The reason we do this is because the Bible says to make a public confession of your faith. I saw a couple more hands. I'm going to wait just a moment. Come on. Let's just pray that they'll come and make this, make this stand this morning, tonight. Amen. 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 Let's pray this prayer. You're watching online. You're listening on the podcast. Say this, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I fall short of your glory. Before tonight, I wasn't dressed and ready. But by your grace and mercy, I'm hearing your voice. I heard the knock, and I'm opening the door. Come into my life. Come in and dine with me. Come in and teach me how to live for you. I confess I'm a sinner. I confess I need a Savior. I believe with all my heart you died on that cross and you rose from the dead. Forgive me tonight. Wash me clean with your blood that you shed on that cross. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. And I'm going to be dressed and ready for the day I meet you and stand before you in your presence. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, hallelujah. We rejoice with you tonight. If you said that online, if you said that on the podcast, if you said this, this here in this place tonight, we thank you. Let's open up these altars. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.